KTOY Sunday Show is brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry, here to help life go right. The Sunday Show is a weekly forum to discuss issues affecting our community. Now here's your host, LaMoya Burks. Good morning, good morning to you. It is the third day of October and you are listening to this edition to the Sunday show. Welcome. KTOI Radio 104.7 produces the Sunday show. We bring it to you live. Did you hear that? Live each Sunday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Our phone lines are open traditionally of today, of course, being the first Sunday of the month. Uh, We do have the crosstalk panel in studio with us. So the phone lines will not be open, but we do welcome your comments and concerns. You are welcome to call us at a later time at 903-794-1047 or on our website, www.ktoy1047.com. We do have a question. Question, comment, or concern section that you are welcome to express. In speaking of expressing, remember the opinions expressed on the Sunday show are the host only and are not representative of KTOY Radio nor Texarkana Radio. All right, well, we're kicking off October, kind of breezy outside, and uh, we have our crosstalk panel uh, that has. Uh, breeze themselves into the studio this morning we do have with us we have mark white and miss joanne rice good morning and we will kick off our monthly discussion of all things local state and national concerning political um going on in our city state and country and beyond um again if you have questions comments or concerns this particular sunday we are welcoming those to be entertained um through our website www.ktoy1047.com and uh you are welcome to leave those there when we come back we will kick off this edition of the crosstalk panel stay with us We'll be right back with more of the Sunday show with LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOY. I'd like to ask you a question. When was the last time you heard from your insurance agent? Have you sat down with your agent to review your policy coverage, premiums, and make necessary changes? Your life changes over time. So should your insurance. This is your local State Farm agent, Derek McGarry, and I would love to be your good neighbor. Please visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. Hello, Arklatex. Mike Gillum here with Clear Sound Audio Video. Does your home, business, or church need an upgraded audio or video system? Well, at Clear Sound Audio, we offer competitive pricing on all the best audio and video gear available today. Stop by our showroom at the corner of Cowhorn Creek and Kennedy Lane or check out our website at clearsoundaudiovideo.com. Clear Sound Audio is your electronics superstore. The Powerball jackpot from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is now more than $600 million. So, what would you do if you won? If I won the jackpot, I would buy my own racehorse. If I won the lottery, I would buy my wife a beach house. First person I would call would be my husband. He's got a big mouth, but I would still call him first. <laughs> got your ticket? If not, visit your local lottery retailer for your chance to win the Powerball jackpot jackpot of more than $600 million. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. 
Now back to the Sunday show with Lemoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOI. And we are back um, with our crosstalk panel for this edition of the Sunday show. I need to make a quick correction to what uh, was stated when we opened. The phone lines are open. For crosstalk panel. So if you are welcome, you can still visit our website with your question, comments, or concerns, but you are definitely welcome at this time to call or any time during our discussion to call 903-794-1047 and we will entertain, answer, and continue to have the conversation with our topics this morning. <laughs> it's quite natural, you guys, to know that uh COVID has kind of shifted some things. We have to revisit protocol that was put in place. And then as soon as we revisit, we're riding the waves of COVID, just depending on where it is, whether we're in studio or by phone. So just bear with us. But as we promise, we will continue to keep you engaged. And again, you are welcome to call 903-794-1047. All right. Mr. White and Ms. Joanne Rice, welcome and good morning. Good morning. Let's talk Haitian migrants and House Democrats with President Joe Biden. Um, what are your thoughts, concerns as we continue to get updates? We've had our visual uh, depictions. We've got the history. I guess we need to start with what is the relationship between Haiti and the United States? It's it's normally been an open relationship mm -hmm. between the the two countries um, uh, for quite some time. Um, you know the uh, nation of Haiti, which is not that far off the coast of the United States, um, just uh, south uh, southeast of uh, Cuba, um, has always had an open door relationship with them. Um, unfortunately, the nation of Haiti has gone through a a lot of. Um, events where uh, earthquakes and, mm -hmm. and everything else has taken effect and has really devastated that nation. Uh, of course, the nation is not a, um, a very prosperous nation, but the fact still remains there's still a bunch of people there, um, and they are still you know, citizens of this world, and the United States has an open relationship form, just like the United States has an open relationship for all countries as long as they abide by the laws that are stated in the United States, um, a code stature. In regards to um, the the island itself and, and how the people listen, I understand why those people when they listen, people people always flee where they feel that there is a lot of danger and or mm -hmm. um Opportunity. And unfortunately, um, because of what has taken place on the island of Haiti, uh, the nation of Haiti, that the, the, a lot of those people were trying to flee. Now, they didn't come straight from the island of uh, the nation of Haiti into the United States. They went into Central America, and then from Central America, they tried to come into the United States. Uh, naturally, at the southern border, um, especially in the last administration, there's a lot of animosity toward mm -hmm. uh, immigrants coming in, despite what the issues may be, whether they're trying to escape gang violence or uh, uh, rape or uh, economic depression. There's a lot of issues with crossing over on the southern border. Some of the images that we have seen on uh, the television where the border uh, patrols were uh, 
pretty much you know, just mm-hmm. abusive as you can as you may want to call it um show that the United States still has a problem with anyone with melanin in their skin despite what country they may come from mm-hmm. so um now, the United States has been Haiti's largest donor since 1973. Correct. Interesting fact. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the U.S. has provided uh, over millions of dollars, I think like $600 million, I think, right? Fair to say, approximately, um, right. for improvement of governance and security and those things. Yes. Given the photos that we've seen, um, how have Democrats, Republicans... And the White House and former U.S. Special Envoy to Haiti responded to the images of armed National Guard troops and Border Patrol agents on horseback. Ms. Rice. <laughs> well, let's talk about the fact uh, before we go to that, which I, I think that was horrific. But Haiti is also the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. Right. The poorest country. So let's talk about that. So if you are the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere and your um and you have been occupied by the United States in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have had the United States interfere with your governance. Uh, but the United States uh, sort of does a, I'll go in here and I'll try to fix this, you know, as we do worldwide. But then I don't like the way it's going, so I'll come out. Then I'll go back in. Then I'll come out. So now we have people from the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere coming to the United States after their uh, their president has been assassinated, mm-hmm. and and let's not let's think about the fact that they didn't even have a first uh, an election until uh, nineteen ninety, mm-hmm. so they've been around for a long time, but they didn't have an election until then. Now someone has been assassinated. There's been an earthquake. There's been uh, a tsunami, or there's been hurricanes and all that, and so the people don't have anywhere to live. If you've seen the pictures, let's go back and think about that. Seeing the pictures of how their home faded, how their mm-hmm. hospitals were brought to rubble, and then they've got to think about where can I go? I can't go to a hospital. Mm-hmm. I can't go back home. I'm waiting on aid. I'm waiting on vaccines. I'm waiting on food. In the meantime, me and my whole family are dying. So what am I going to do? I'm going to try to get on a raft. I'm going to holler Mm -hmm. out a tree. I'm going to do whatever I can to get to a country that has vaccines, a country that has food, a country where I can pitch a tent and not necessarily be drowned, I'm going to come to that place because that place has always interfered in my government. That place has always been there with aid and now I need aid even more and that place is denying me. So I'm going to get in my raft, I'm going to get in my hollowed out tree, me and my two three children, me and my grandmother, my grandfather, and we're going to go to the land that has always provided us aid, but also always interfered in our government. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there so I can get me something to eat, so I can get me a shot. Then I get there. I pitch a tent under a bridge, and all of a sudden, Mm. there are men on horseback 
chasing me down as I am carrying some food back to my family. And that I'm thinking, well, what's wrong with this? This is the land of the free, isn't it? These are the people that have always interfered with my government. And here I am. There's no government there now. There's no medical supplies. There's no food. There's no shelter. And so what do people want? Food, shelter, medical supplies. And then there is there are men on horseback. They don't look like me. And they are trying to corral me as though I am an animal. But then we see other people getting on a plane. And they're coming to the United States. There's money being uh, for them. There's money being set up for them. So that they can become assimilated into the society because of what they've done. But there's no money for me. There's no medication for me. There's no place for me. I haven't done anything wrong. Why are these men chasing me? Why are they using their horse whips to whip me? Is not slavery? Hasn't that been abolished? Mm. I mean, that's something to think about. So, yes, the um, the Black Caucus, they met with Joe Biden. But, of course, there's that Title 42 that allows you to do whatever you want to do with people when you get ready. You don't do it with everybody. You just do it with the people who happen to not look like you. Mm -hmm. So that's something to think about. Yes, that was started by Donald Trump, but Donald Trump is no longer in office, even though he says uh, it was stolen from him. It's no longer he's no longer in office. And so now we've got a new we got a new leader. New leader decides that he wants to continue that same Title 42 so that he can get rid of Haitians. Well, what are we as African-Americans supposed to think? Because they look like us. Hmm. What are we supposed to think? Are we looking, are we next to be round up with whips? So, Mr. White, in speaking of that, what, what do we think the next steps for seeking asylum in the United States? What, what do we think of that? Listen, there, there are already policies already in place in the United States uh, laws that Govern what the conditions are to set to request asylum. Um, you know, if you're running away from uh, a violent situation, um, uh, if you uh, a political prisoner, um, there are many different scenarios that allow that to happen, which is already there. Now, you have to go through a process. Now they got to vet you, okay? Um, which is which is not out of the ordinary, okay? So you have to go through this process, which means you gotta uh, you gotta sign up for it. Of course, you know with bureaucracy, it's always uh, takes a long period of time to do that. And listen, a lot of these people are in dire straits, and time is uh, of the essence. So you know you go through this this period of. Uh, um, uh, being vetted uh, and make sure that you uh, you know what you're saying is true also that you're not uh, um, uh, criminal um, before you come into the United States then once you get that done then you get a, you'll be approved for a visa or a green card and then you'll be allowed to become a citizen in the United States through the uh, the that process now it just takes time unfortunately the United States is not in a hurry to do anything in particular with people of color. So um, you can also understand why there's a desperation um, at the southern border with with folks. As Ms. Rice has said, there's a lot going on with this 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 nation. I mean, a lot of people. Listen, uh, COVID is running rampant. Um, starvation is running rampant. And listen, um, she said one, but there's been two earthquakes in Haiti in the mm-hmm. last ten years. 
Okay, mm-hmm. and so you know th- 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 it, that is a lot. I mean, you stop and you think how I many an earthquake had hit the, the United States, and then how 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 long it took. And I mean, in the United States is one of the richest nations on earth, so you can imagine what it's like if you don't have that kind of resource. So um, you know the the, the political process um, around the. Uh, the people seeking asylum has always been an issue in particular with people of color so what they're going through right now is just that with the United States um, they're going through these issues the, our laws are set up you know the listen we want them to be able to come and become tax paying uh, citizens of the United States and get themselves an um, opportunity to work an opportunity to make a better life Everybody who appreciates being a human being wants that, you would think. But um, there is a process. And unfortunately, because of bureaucracy and red tape, that process takes a long time. And I know that these people are desperate for, you know, seeking the help that they require. So, um, Anaya Priestley. Uh, led, you know, Democratic lawmakers urging the administration to suspend deportation flights to Haiti and demand accountability for the alleged mistreatment of Haitian migrants by U.S. Border Patrol agents. Mm -hmm. She states, quote, Haitian lives are black lives. And if we truly believe that black lives matter, we must reverse course. End of quote. With that being said, and, and we're speaking of aid and assistance, United States, we have this relationship uh, and it's open. And Ms. Rice this morning gave us the analogy and the visual, you know, of, of the I stance. If it were me in this place, how I feel. How do we think shelters in places such as Houston are supporting families? You know, we've spoken of COVID. We've talked about hurricanes or our own land and and things. And so here we are again, as, as we continue to talk here, people that are in need. With all of this going on, with the debate and the movement of whether to or not and how they've been treated, we've seen the pictures, um, whether this is a form of, I guess, discipline or, or, you know, you belong, you don't belong. How how are we feeling about how aid? I mean, is are we measuring this to be going well? For certain, we can't say it's going well at all. Okay, 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 because it, it, it's a mess. Um, you know, uh, it is a mess, and um, you know, having people living under bridges and tents is not the ideal situation. Um, unfortunately, you know, it, it, it was a, a huge rush. Remember, at one point in time, there was only 72 people there, and then all of a sudden, 6,000 showed up, and then next mm-hmm. thing you know, it was 12,000. So, I mean, a lot of people came in very quickly. And so now you've got this situation that's going on. Um, the United States is going to have to uh, provide the services that are that are needed in order to one allow these people to become citizens, which means that they're going to have to send people down there to expedite these things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the vetting process as well as you know criminal background checks and the whole nine yards in order for these people to be able to come into the United States in the proper manner in which they should. Um, but you know, we we're 
without any question, there is <laughs> with the with this political process, everybody wants to show, hey, look, see, um, uh, Democrats don't they want the borders to be wide open, and so they're between a rock and a hard. They're trying to show that, no, we're not allowing that. We want them to follow the laws, Mm -hmm. yet show the humanitarianism of the United States and say, yeah, we need to try to help this nation because they're in dire need. And so, you know, because of that, you you, you see this mess that's going on. And um, in particular, you know, with the Border Patrol, the um, uh, Department of Homeland um, Security has – my understanding has gone down to and addressed these border patrol agents, mm-hmm. so we wouldn't have this uh, situation going on. But listen, anytime you see anybody of color, they think that there's going to be a rush to the border and there's going to be some outrage or some mm-hmm. overtaking. Mm-hmm. That has always been the case, whether it was Haitians or whether it was Latin, anyone from Latin America. It doesn't matter. That's just the way the United States has done that. But now you also have to understand, even with one of the greatest presidents we ever had, Barack Hussein Obama, <laughs> deportations for were at an all-time high. Mm. So, I mean, you know, they're just following the laws of the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, we may not necessarily agree with that, mm-hmm. but they are still following the laws of the United States. In fact, um, you know, you look at the Obama administration, um, the uh, amount of uh, immigrants that were coming out had gone down to zero because they were removing them back out. So they're just trying to follow the laws, yet also trying to balance the fact that these people do need help. So it it makes a very sticky situation. Oh, I agree that it makes a sticky situation. I I do agree with that. And I understand Title 42 is where you can deport people because of a health issue. (coughs) Excuse me. And this is definitely a health issue because these people are coming Mm -hmm. here starving with no health care. My thought process though says we have had vaccinations you know it's been on the news that have actually gone bad because people hadn't taken the vaccine so it it just seems like before you deport them give them a vaccination at least so because of the fact that in Haiti they they haven't had the vaccination mm. and so of course I'm going <clears> to <throat> leave a place where I just might die so to me it's almost like Give them a vaccination or give them that pill that they say now will combat uh, COVID. At least do that much before you send them back to surely die of COVID because they don't have uh, they don't have the medical supplies. So let's try to be as humane with the Haitians as we are with others. So we need to think about that. Of course, we're going to follow the law and hopefully we follow the law with everyone equitable yes, uh, yes. Equitable. not just with some people with everyone and if we're going to do that and if we're going to be fair let's see about giving them a shot they, I mean they actually came here because they don't have health care because they don't have any food so if we're going to no health care no food what sense does that make so That's- question here to consider and audience, you're welcome to call in that number 903-794-1047. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break in just a moment. But again, uh, the question is, do we want to enforce stronger policies that would deter people from trying to cross the border? And or are we to welcome a uh, have a more welcoming stance that emphasizes U.S. humanitarian obligations to migrants fleeing economic hardship, political instability and violence? 
And I think we have a caller on the line. Caller, good morning. Good, good morning, Ms. Sparks. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to, yes, ma'am, I want to speak to Ms. Rice's point. I just wanted to talk about, what well, maybe not her point, I, but I was going to talk about, you know, there's an unspoken thing about a curse against Haiti, and that's one of the reasons why it's one of the most, um, the poorest countries in the, in the uh, Western Hemisphere. Um, after they got their statehood or whatever, I don't know if we want to address that. In 1804, it's like something has been, an embargo, I don't know if that's the correct term, to, uh, go against them but I wanted to know you know we as citizens should wonder look at our for, uh, uh, investment into our foreign aid how much mm-hmm. is given to who and where you know um, I think it's a reason why we keep there's a foot been kept on Haiti's neck but I just wonder what the panel thought about our um, looking into the foreign aid that we give to who and where good point so, good thank point. you Thank you, caller. Yes, caller. That, that you make a very good, valid point. Uh, as you well aware, the United States gives a lot of foreign aid to a lot of different countries. Um, in particular, one of their best friends is Israel. And uh, so you can see they send billions and billions of dollars plus military weapons and uh, anything that they possibly need um, to to that country. Um, they, you know, they want to make sure that they keep a strong foothold in the Middle East and through Israel. That's where they want to do it. They don't see, on, on, in all honesty, in my opinion, they don't see the benefit of uh, doing that because uh, uh, the way is it that what strategic point can Haiti actually provide for the United States? which I don't necessarily agree with. So they may not be as um, open to sending foreign aid. And again, we, you do realize this is the United States. And um, uh, listen, uh, helping people out with melanin in their skin has not been on the forefront of the uh, of the policies of, of, the, of the United States. So um, you, know, you can see why the foreign aid to countries like Haiti um, is, is not as... Um, robust as it is to some of the other countries. In in particular, you know, also you have uh, countries like Saudi Arabia, um, those who are, who actually can provide some type of, um, they can help the United States in some some form of way. Naturally, they don't see Haiti, in, so they're not going to get the the required aid that is necessary. And you know, to to Miss Rice's point. Providing that you know, United States has a multitude of um, vaccine shots. You know, you got those people who don't want to take them here. Let's not let that stuff go to waste. We can give those people those shots, and that mm-hmm. and it and it's a benefit not only to them, but it's a benefit to the world. So you can put a stop to it. So we pledge to give Haiti um, thirty-two million dollars or something like that. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what we pledged back. Uh, uh, yeah, thirty-two million. The U.S. will send an additional thirty-two million to fund earthquake relief efforts in Haiti. Okay. Uh, evidently, uh, thirty-two million is not enough. If you got twelve thousand people coming here seeking food, shelter, and health care, let's think about that. I can understand that uh, we and we in the United States we do spread our money around abroad. We seem to spread it to 
um, we seem to be more apt to help those people who can give us stuff like oil, you know, just saying, that kind of stuff. Uh, unfortunately for Haiti, they don't have any oil, any diamonds, any gas, because if they had something that we really wanted, shoot, we'd be over there. Yeah. Uh, so they don't have anything but people that look like us. And so because that's what they got, people that look like us, uh, we're not in that big of a hurry to get over there and help them. But let's think about the fact that they still are human beings and they still want those things that everybody wants. So instead of, uh, I'm not saying, I mean, I know Title 42 is is here, we're working with it, but um, I still believe that we can show some humanitarian efforts by at least, if we're going to send those people back, because we're going to do it, uh, first, treat them like human beings, and second, make them know or let them know that we care about everybody equally and that we're willing to give them what they need to to survive. I don't think they would be coming here in such mass numbers if the aid that we're giving was part of that was shots and and food and shelter. So and it takes time to rebuild a nation. So they've had two earthquakes that have that just have decimated their country. Um it's, they're not gonna be. That's not being built overnight. It takes time to do that, and they don't have time. I think that's what those people are saying. We don't have ten or fifteen years when COVID is rampant in our nation. Interesting. All right. So the 1944 Public Health Services Law, which is part of Title 42, it's a clause. Mm -hmm. It states, open quote, allows the government to prevent the introduction of individuals during certain public health emergencies, end of quote. And and that was uh, a part of what when we're clarifying what Title 42 includes. So. Um, again, audience, we want to make sure that you're included in this uh, discussion, even after we will take a quick commercial break in just a moment. Question, should we enforce stronger policies that would deter people from trying to cross the border or and or uh, get a more welcoming stance that emphasizes U.S. humanitarian obligations to migrants uh, fleeing economic hardship, political instability, and violence. You are welcome to join in on this discussion. The number is 903-794-1047. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more of The Sunday Show with LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOY. It's the Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-A-Thon, the annual year-long event where you can save big by bundling Home and Auto with Progressive. So big that we're kicking things off with fireworks. A monster truck battle. A fighter jet flyover. And it wouldn't be a party without the Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-A-Thon dancers. You can't really hear them, but trust us, they are working it. So come for the fun and stay for the savings. Only at Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-A-Thon. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. You know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? The new Stitch Fix Freestyle, your personalized store, gets to know your unique style and fit. Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you love. With a store that evolves alongside your taste, your closet will scream, so you, without actually screaming. Introducing Stitch Fix Freestyle for women and men, your personalized store. We're so you. 
I like to ask you a question. When was the last time you heard from your insurance agent? Have you sat down with your agent to review your policy coverage, premiums, and make necessary changes? Your life changes over time. So should your insurance. This is your local State Farm agent, Derek McGarry, and I would love to be your good neighbor. Please visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. It happens a lot at Whataburger. You take your first bite and suddenly you have a flavor epiphany. When things come together in a flavorful flash of, well, first bite perfection. Melty cheese, crispy bacon, and the smoky heat of hatch green chilies all coming together bite after perfect bite. Good thing there's... Good thing there's the limited time Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger and new Hatch Green Chili Bacon Chicken Sandwiches at Whataburger. Available by dine-in, drive-thru, curbside, and delivery. Delivery available in select locations. Fees may vary.